Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Sound and Vision is sponsored by Golden Artist Colors. Manufactured in upstate New York, an employee-owned company, Golden makes the best acrylics, oil paints, and watercolors that you can buy. You can find them in your local art store, or you can find them online at goldenpaints.com. Anna Park is an artist that lives and works in Brooklyn, New York. Originally from South Korea, she moved to the United States to pursue her art education. For eight years, she lived in Utah and studied at the Visual Art Institute. She then came to New York to attend Pratt Institute for her undergraduate degree. After attending two years there, she went to the New York Academy of Art to complete the Certificate of Fine Arts program. She's shown at T293 in Rome, Ross Kramer Gallery at Long Island, the Drawing Center, Blum and Poe in Los Angeles Half Gallery in New York City, Anna's Arena in New York City, the Whole Gallery, the Garage in Amsterdam, amongst many other venues. Her work has been covered from juxtapose to high fructose. I spoke to Anna about her process, moving from Utah to New York City, charcoal seduction, studio schedules, and much more. Here's our conversation. Nice. Yeah, I so, guess that's the good part of like having, um, uh, like being an artist. Like it, it's fairly flexible, and like we gotta choose our own schedules yeah. and stuff. You know. Yeah, so, I mean, if you're if you're yeah. lucky enough to, you know, not have to do that grueling day job, you know, you get a yeah. little more flexibility. So, which yeah. is nice. Although you know, like a part of me, like um, like my old roommates, like they both had very, you know, like nine to fives. And like, I would like, whenever they come home, I'm like, oh, what is it? What is it like? You know, like it's always like on the other <laughs> right. end of things. Like that, that structure of like, you know, like that day is set for you and that week, like you have like a weekend. Right. Um, I don't know. I always thought that was like a, like, uh, interesting way of like imagining like what it would be like. I mean, I know I couldn't probably think that way. I mean, I, I, I can't I need structure but like my my own I guess so yeah definitely yeah but the grass is always greener you know like people (laughs) freelancers are always like oh wow to have a paycheck where you just don't have to worry about it it's just Uh, yeah your schedule's set there's something nice about that and people in day jobs like those office jobs are like oh to be able to just because they pretend oh, sure. that, like, if you're freelance, all you could just do whatever you want, whenever you yeah, want. Yeah, you, you just like you know, boop around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just go and make some like pretty painting, and then you know, you get to like be off on your day. I'm like, do you don't understand? Most of it's just me crying in the studio. <laughs> I don't exactly. know. <laughs> like, is this gonna? But, and then you're working yeah. like twice as much because you don't have that time where everyone oh. leaves the office and they're like, you know sure you yeah, just end yeah, up working yeah. more and more so it's it's kind of manic i would say i don't know Definitely. because a lot of it is like nobody's like forcing us to, like no one's like putting a gun against our head man you need to make this like painting or drawing or whatever but it's like this urge that if we don't um at least like i don't know um if i don't if i'm not creating it's like i become very uh, anxious totally or, yeah. depressed you know <laughs> yeah you just feel compelled to do it all the time. and you get that feeling like oh it's so lucky that i get to do something i like to do so i might as well do sure. it all the time you know oh yeah i mean like i think about that every day like you know that is like yeah i can't imagine myself doing anything else but i feel very fortunate that i get to be able to do this every day you yeah know? Yeah, so, definitely, for sure. I did get very emotional the other day when they, um, like, you know, people were, like, cheering on the streets and stuff. Like, oh, yeah, right totally. After the election. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got but, so um, lulled into the daily not knowing yet and them just slowly counting things. Oh, yeah. I wasn't paying attention to the news that morning, but it was so warm, so the windows open. Mm-hmm. And then I just started yeah. hearing people cheering, which was really strange. I was like, what the hell's going on? Like, and then I put happening? it together. 
So you kind of put yeah, the news yeah. on, but it was really cool to hear just like horns and people. That was like the first, yeah, yeah. You're like, is that joy? Like, I mean, it did, it was very dragged out, you know. So I was just yeah. like, I think we were all just clenching our butt cheeks the whole time. Totally. <laughs> Hoping, <laughs> no, you know. Yeah. I know we're like, what's happening? I don't know. Like, I remember distinctly, yeah. like four years ago, I was like, um, like stayed up pretty late, and I was on the phone with my mom, and we were both like crying, you know, because she was like, yeah, you know, I brought you all the way over here for this like you know for better life and it just felt very um well we just couldn't believe it happened at the yeah. time um yeah but it, yeah depressing and w- there was this slight feeling of like okay well maybe it won't be that bad <laughs> sure yeah yeah oh uh, that was nice that we were a bit hopeful you know <laughs> like <laughs> a little like, leftover like, obama mm-hmm. hope <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't pan yeah, out. I think there was a glimpse of like we're like maybe it won't be as bad, and then like just day to day, I think we just got I don't know, almost like desensitized to all the bullshit that was happening. So I was just like, oh, man, yeah. I feel like yeah, but it hit a this- fever pitch towards the end of it, to where you're like, I can't oh, yeah. take this anymore. Uh-uh. You know? It's- yeah. Yeah. It was like relentless and so depressing. Oh my god! And then the the celebration afterwards, I feel like, was so indicative of how bad it was in people's minds, more oh, sure. than like the day to day. Like you just do your thing, but it was like, uh, like I felt like an abusive relationship, and you finally oh fled the home. Yes, you know? yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, we're like, oh, like this weight is lifted. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was a lot more of like just. Uh, just a amalgamation of a lot of you know things that were happening in the past couple of months, and just this was just that marker of you know if yeah like we just had to not have this guy be in the office for four more years. Yeah. I don't know what would have happened to be honest if that was announced. I don't know. But, yeah, it was looking grim yeah. at the beginning. Oh yeah, I was like, oh god, where are we gonna? Um, I think we should just all leave. Like, right. <laughs> let's just get Canada's the hell out like, of here. Canada's like, oh crap, it's gonna get. Crowded. I know they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, we don't want. <laughs> yeah, we don't need any more, oh, yeah. you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I mean, well, so, I'm, I'm well, optimistic. Sorry, sorry, I was gonna say, why don't we like go go back? Of like, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know that much about your history of like where you grew up and you know like how you got your start oh uh yeah so um where should i start like where i was grew up and born i guess yeah uh, sure yeah. that's the the genesis <laughs> that's the <laughs> <laughs> go all the way back um uh i'm originally from uh south korea i was born in Daegu, which is like the southern part so mm-hmm. where i guess it's like equivalent of like like we have like a like a heavy accent down there, so it's like equivalent to like southern accent. So <laughs> not from <Yeah>. Seoul. <laughs> and then I uh, was raised there until I was like maybe eight, and then we moved to New Zealand for two years um, because I think my mom just uh, I don't know she was very like impulsive in the sense of like okay if we're gonna. Uh, she wanted like a different environment for us and like for us to learn English and then two years afterwards we came back to Korea and um, I think at that point she realized like you know if uh, if either one either me or my brother wanted to like pursue um, like something that's outside of academic you know what I mean like yeah. like if I wanted to pursue art she thought she knew I was like interested in it from a young age but I don't think she realized like I would fully fully pursue it as a career and um so we moved to the states maybe 13 years ago mm-hmm. to um uh Redondo Beach in uh close to LA yeah and like for a year we were kind of like like wondering where um we were gonna go and she found a job in Utah so we lived there for eight years so I, I kind of call Utah more so home in the sense of um it's mostly like my formidable years of like you know elementary school to high school yeah. um yeah and was that Salt Lake uh yeah 12, 20 minutes south from Salt Lake it's a, a city called Sandy mm-hmm. um it's like pretty suburby, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like the quintessential like American, you know, um, uh, yeah, like like big lawns and 
I, I frankly didn't really know where Utah was when I first moved to the U.S. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> you know, I think I was, I was too young to kind of realize what was um, occurring. <laughs> yeah, you know, so. a landscape shift. It's like a, yeah. a huge change, but maybe at that point you're not even that super conscious of it. You know? Sure, I mean, you're kind of going through the motions. As, and as a little kid, I, you know, like having moved like a couple times like I I had to easily just like quickly adjust you know there's always like that first period of like like oh like what kind of person am I gonna like be you know but I I think it it was um it was really nice to an extent but then there was always this like part of me that um uh I just knew that I wasn't gonna stay there long term like after after high school I I I had to get out of there. I think I was just like pure teenage angst at yeah. the time, and um, yeah. Was, so I, uh, and then I was music hmm? a part of your connecting to culture with? Because <laughs> at that age, it's usually a pretty yeah. big thing. Were you into music? Uh, somewhat. I mean, I'm like embarrassed to say I don't really have like like a wide breadth of uh, knowledge in music, which is sad. I think <laughs> like even in the studio when I'm listening to music, it's it's very. Um, like I don't know, like mainstream poppy or either like uh I don't know, just podcasts yeah. most of the time. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I just imagine it's such a it must be I mean that's a kind of a crazy jump from like Korea to New Zealand to like California like Southern California to Utah. Yeah. That's a lot yeah. of shape shifting <laughs> around the time. And then Utah's yeah. pretty conservative yeah it's like pretty mormon i mean i spent time in like you know i used to play music and we would play in salt lake city and you know Mm -hmm. it's a cool town but it's you feel like outside of the town it's probably pretty utah-y you know oh yeah it's it's very utah (laughs) i mean salt lake city is like the the hub of you know pretty progressive yeah and like you know there's like a bit of a music and art scene there and like you know granted I, i don't think i took advantage of that because i i was too young to i never experienced like an adult life in utah um but yeah for the most part it was you know you you can't help but think like i don't really belong here not because you know there were instances obviously when like um uh i felt that way from people but it was always just in the back of my mind like even when you're like like fairly young and i got there when i was like in maybe like when i was like 13 no yeah well, I don't know. Like Boy, around that's a tough that time, age. isn't it? Because it's like oh, socially, yeah. you're just. I'm just an awkward blob, and I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like that, like weird kid that does, you know, makes art, and I, I don't know. But at the same time, like, I think I needed that experience living there in order to. Um, like work to kind of come out of it you know and like I wouldn't honestly take like I don't take it for granted that I'm in New York like at all you know like every day I'm here I'm like dang (laughs) I'm still like in this like oh my god it's so amazing and I don't know like I I love it here so much and I don't think I would feel that much amount of like gratitude towards the city if I hadn't lived in Utah right did you um were your parents like did you have this thing where you felt the need to connect to the Asian American community or Korean community, or was there in Utah? In where, Utah, yeah. Uh, um, or was like culture I, I'm kind of sure a background there, thing? Yeah, kind. I mean, I'm sure there was a community of, uh, but I think it was mostly based in like church. And yeah. um, my my mom was pretty adamant of not <laughs> going to Korean church. Like she's kind of the same way as me. Like we we both are pretty like like. Uh, not very social. I mean, yeah, she's like, ah, oh, I don't really want to like socialize <laughs> with a lot of people. So, um, yeah, I guess like I found like maybe a pocket of like really close friends, like, but um, it was kind of hard to find like a community of like Korean American or like Korean um, people, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I remember I had like a hairdresser that was Korean and yeah but that was that was about you want uh, someone who understands how to cut your hair the right way <laughs> sure yeah of course what about food though is there a good food in in utah in utah yeah um 
Yeah, I mean, like... Because, you like, know, living in New like, York, you, we have it all here. Sure, this is what I'm saying. I'm like, you know, yeah. the variety that you can get and just, like, Asian food in general, or just, like, all across the board. I think um, back home it was... Uh, um, like, I don't know about the cuisine, per se, but, like, every Sunday, you know, like, my friend would invite me over to her house for, like, Sunday, like, lunch after they go to church. And I, I thought that was really nice, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I really appreciate the, the kind of, like, ideals around, like, family values. And um, I thought that was, you know, aside from the religious factors, like, since I don't, I'm not very religious, uh, I, I, I could appreciate that a lot, you know? Yeah. So it took, I think, some time for me to kind of separate, like, my, uh, my differences and, like, my beliefs you know like there are certain like subject or topics that i probably wouldn't talk with them right talk about with them and i think that's fine you know like it's because it doesn't mean they're like bad people like if anything they really welcome me into their home and you know um uh yeah made me feel comfortable so i don't know yeah well your your eyes have seen a lot (laughs) <laughs> a lot of different landscapes and a lot of different sort of ways of seeing in such a short amount of time too, which I'm sure was, yeah. I don't know, do you think about that now when you're thinking visually, you're a visual person, you make visual work? Sure. I mean, does that, does, is it kind of unconscious or do you feel like, oh yeah, there's a real diversity of like looking that I've experienced? And, and, you know. Um, yeah, I think, I think it is more subconsciously that's like kind of, uh, maybe the way I, I go through like like my stylistic changes it's almost like similar in the sense of like like how I had to like quickly adjust in my um like life experiences too yeah um I guess I can draw some sort of parallel there but it's uh yeah I I'm not sure if it quite had I've quite brought it you know my moving around a lot as a child like have like translated into my work fully yet or I haven't really found the visual vocabulary or even the way I talk about it um to explain like how it makes sense now but I'm sure it 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 reveals itself as I'm making work whether I'm thinking about it um consciously or not so well what are the more direct influences when you're thinking about artwork like yeah. the more direct influences of like visual stuff that you're really into that you feel like seeps into the work. Yeah. Is it art oh. historical or is it more like pop culture stuff or, you know, like what are the ingredients kind of to the, yeah. the image making that you're doing? Oh, I think uh, when I first, like the, like a couple of years ago when I was like doing the crowd scenes and like kind of like these very Americana, um, uh, like house parties type of things like the the closest thing I could reach back to was my experiences from like high school in Utah so that's why I was like pulling from you know because I always kind of romanticized about what uh being a kid in America was you know having watched like Disney Channel when I was uh younger in in Korea you know I was like oh man I'm gonna like you know do I'm gonna get like this tattoo like all these like things all these tropes like going to prom and like these things and then when I got here I was like oh it's this (laughs) this is actually (laughs) you know like (laughs) yeah yeah I guess this is fine like (laughs) I think I just built it up in my mind a lot more um or idealized it I guess so, well, scenically, yeah. thinking about that kind of like amalgam, like say parties or get togethers or things like that, yeah. you seem to be drawn to like that crowd like imagery or like multiple yeah. things happening at once. But then stylistically, I think there's, or for at least from my point of view, I see things from, you know, from graphic novels to sort of cubism to, you know, um, yeah. sort of like European kind of progressive motion and, and painting. And, you know, that all seems to be living in there. Yeah. Yeah, is that I all mean, stuff that you've been, or is is the outside of the subject matter the way you're making mm-hmm. it? Where did that stem mm-hmm. from? Were you always drawing as a kid? Because it seems like drawing is such a huge. I yeah. mean, drawing's always a part of like painting and art making, but it seems really integral to the process of what you're doing. Yeah, I think uh, I, I think I have been drawing for most of my like childhood. I guess with like everybody, right? The first thing you pick up is like a crayon or, of course. or a pencil, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, and then I think I just never let, let it go. Um, yeah. I, in Utah, I was going to this after school class program at, um, visual art Institute, uh, shout out to Bruce. <laughs> he pretty much, um, taught me, uh, I guess like 
work ethic and also just practicing over and over again yeah. and um drawing was like you know just a key to everything he's like if you can draw the figure you can do anything um and i believe that you know for a long time i think it was more so him saying like you you know you have to put in the hours in order to uh like have more freedom and make choices that are outside like break to in order to break the rules more yeah. so so you gotta uh, learn the rules to break them yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean is that cheesy i don't know like it's no not at all <laughs> i think it's you know there's something to be said for that it's like it's kind of like if you play guitar if that's your instrument you kind of have to learn some chords before you can just start getting you know playing avant-garde music and not really yeah. knowing what you're doing and just hitting the strings you know it's sometimes sure. you have to unlearn what Get you the learn but that makes it richer in a way you know yeah yeah and i i think um i i'm super grateful that i got that kind of fundamental uh uh basis i guess like very pretty fairly traditional like way of um like figure drawing or painting and yeah i guess like stylistically it just evolved like you know from just realism and then i went to uh when i first moved to new york i went to pratt which is pretty free um in their way of teaching or like teaching figuration or it wasn't very popular there <laughs> and then so i went to grad school which was like fully like um, traditional and I think um, that's when I was trying to figure like or choose like oh do I want to go fully in the realistic like figuration route or do I need to um, I don't know change things up for myself so that it makes it interesting like just for my own sake it wasn't necessarily like like oh I'm I'm going to do this style now and then like right. um, yeah so I think it was just like um constantly trying to make it so i'm not repeating myself in a way and you know like the the parameters i set for myself and um the medium is pretty you know limited you know the charcoal so the the space i had in which to kind of um like quickly like evolve was the concept and the style so i i think i was just just trying to find ways of like like um you know creating different textures with the with the medium or like like with the cubistic uh, like um style like introduction like i don't know i guess i just really liked um that type of work and it's just been in the back of my head for a while so yeah. just yeah that's just been slowly seeping into my work lately yeah there's a lot of <laughs> so. dynamics to it and like tension and motion and it's all, yeah. it, they feel also too there's like a lot of sound to it you know what I mean like yeah like it's, it's almost like a um I don't know commotion or something <laughs> you know yeah. it's like, like things <laughs> slamming into each other whether it's just lines and shapes or whether it's actual figures yeah. you know but it, it, it definitely has that kind of dynamic was the yeah. um getting back to that you know transition from high school to undergrad was the move to New York married to I just need to get out of here and somewhere like sort of urban or somewhere away from this place or did you and then yeah. you know it sounds like your mom was supportive of you being creative I mean did mm -hmm. you just when did you think okay this thing that I like to do of drawing like I want to go to school for this uh, um maybe there was like a I think it was like towards the end of high school I was wondering what it is I should be doing with my life obviously yeah. and you know like this like this pent-up angst of like trying to get out of get as far away as, from from Utah as possible yeah. I don't know um uh I think I just oh in the beginning I was going to go into illustration um because that was kind of my way of uh compromising with my mother it's employable, <laughs> like, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like I had, I honestly didn't know anything about illustration or just like how to sustain myself. Yeah. I think you know, but it, you almost need that kind of blind faith, right? Of like, oh, it's just it'll just work out. I don't know. Um, and I think why we came to the East Coast, like as a family, like, and we did a trip. And when I came here to New York, maybe. Um, 
around that time to visit, I I knew like I wanted to live in the city. I don't know what it is. It's like I've never, having moved around so much, I've never had that kind of affinity towards a uh, environment like this. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of people that share that similar experience because I like you know the city's very distinct in the sense like. Like it either works for you or it does, you know, and it, yeah. it is like a grind to, in order to survive here. It's like it's not really, you know, you're surviving most of the time yeah. versus um, living. So, yeah, no one's passively yeah. living in New York. Like, oh, yeah, oh, I'm yeah. just here. I don't know. I just came here. And I'm, it's like, exactly. Unless you're like in a rent control place that you own or something for like 80 years. Sure. Other than that, you're pretty much yeah. grinding away and you're really deciding to be here. Of course, yeah. And you this know, there's a like, lot of people who come here after art school. Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, I'm almost by default. Like, I'm going to go to New York City. Yeah. And the city weeds people out really quickly. Like, if oh, you're sure. not cut out yeah. for it, you're not going to stick around. And yeah, nor you should yeah. you, you know. It would be, like, terrible to be here of and course. not really wanting to be here. Or, like, just killing yourself just to make rent and, you know, you don't Exactly. I mean, that's just not the way to live. I mean, I, I think of, like, New York as, like, this... Um, almost like a bitchy ex or something you know when you leave like she she doesn't give a fuck you know she's like that's right. nice yeah. you know and then when, we, when you come back and they're like oh you're back like oh that's cute yeah, yeah. you know like oh, and you just here. have to yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's just um yeah it, it grinds on you but it's almost like the most uh gratifying i don't know i think that's also why like people just don't want to waste their time here, you know, yeah. you, you came here with purpose or it, or in order to make something out of yourself. And you're sharing that with a lot of people that have that same mentality. Um, right. Uh, I and like, I think... Yeah. I, I just feel like people who, you know, come to, this, come to the city and, like, adapt to it and sort of get that work ethic going. And they, they'll either feed off the energy of the city and that'll keep yeah. them there. Or they'll just get turned off by the that kind of like what you're talking about the the, the desire the process the yeah the, you know that that feeling that you always need to be doing something but for me sure. I feel like I mean I I've thought about it recently just I think a lot of people have mm -hmm. but this idea of moving out of the city and moving somewhere yeah. or at least getting somewhere quiet outside the city to escape to which is would yeah be, yeah but yeah. like the boredom I think or the the that feeling of not being stimulated. Sure. I think the city can ruin that for you because it's so... You know, oh, yeah. It's it, just it's, like all constantly stimulating, you yeah, know? And yeah. I think you are you just get so used to that. And when you're outside of it, you're like, oh. I, I Granted, I think it's nice to kind of go and escape. You know, you, you have to kind of miss it for a little bit too because totally. there are days where it, it just gets so overwhelming. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, the the idea or the feeling that you're like you aren't doing enough you right. know or like yeah. there's always like you should be doing something like what the hell are you doing <laughs> yeah. totally. like if you aren't doing it some other person is doing it you know and um it, it is like un unhealthy i had to like really ask myself that too like uh, is it um these like pressures I'm building up for myself you know it is the most like it's so inspiring to see like people surrounding you doing all these amazing things but at the same time I'm like oh my god like I you know I'm I can go into these like spirals of like like oh I should I should be like working like like the days I take off I'm like ah like what am I doing I yeah. feel so yeah totally yeah but, it's it's that you you feel like you understand deep down that that yeah. would probably be more healthy to have a more balanced approach, not be feeding off that dopamine rush of like always needing to do stuff. Sure. Yeah. But that's addictive too, in a way. It's just like, mm -hmm. you know, people will, especially I think at school and stuff, people who look at um, students who are like, aren't that driven or more worried about like having their friends over or whatever, not being in the studio, yeah. there's that's frowned upon. It's like, you should be working all the time, you know? Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, there's something to be said for like a work-life balance. But, oh yeah. But definitely, yeah. the older I get, I think mm -hmm. you you lean more towards that. Okay, like I'm going to retire really well. Like when I re yeah. <laughs> when I slow down, I'll really yeah. slow down. You know, but when you're yeah. younger, you just want that energy. I feel like you need to to put that hustle in to sort of test the yourself hustle. in a way. You know. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it is a. Um, Balance, yeah. Like it is, 
you know, I think when I came here, I was just like, like let's just keep going. And then, you know, uh, but I'm realizing more and more now, like, is this sustainable um, for, like, my mental health? Or, you know, there, it, it's okay to be, um, like, like, I hate saying allowing myself to, to, you know, like, kind of step back a little bit. And, yeah, because it's just as important, you know, like, the, those days off or um, as, as, like, being in the studio it's like you know yeah i think it feeds like both parts of the brain for yeah when i first moved to the city after grad school i you know i was just like working every single day you know yeah and there was a beauty to that i mean i just loved working and yeah and i feel like at the beginning like those first like five to eight years of doing that where i was just Mm -hmm. working all the time the only sort of break i got was traveling for shows which was a really great Mm -hmm. It wasn't yeah, a vacation, yeah. but I think it's so important to see, oh. to travel, and to oh, for sure, to do that, yeah. which is kind of hard now because no one can go anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the before times, or <laughs> right, right, back when yeah. we were allowed to see other humans. Yeah, um, yeah, but that was such a great like visual reset. You know what I mean? And oh, no, yeah. I think that's really important to be able to to have those moments where you step out of the studio and, and kind of like recalibrate. Oh, I agree. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you definitely need to do the, do that. I think you yeah. know traveling is, um, is it is like uh, truly like opens up your perspective. I think, and and it also if it's for shows, it's like oh, it's all, you're like killing two birds with one stone, it's and work. you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, quote unquote work. Right. Uh, yeah. But, you could just go I mean, yeah, I go some go to some great city and be like, yeah, just hang that one there and that one next to it. Okay, I'm done. It's <laughs> yeah. funny because the grind is like in the studio, but when you go to do that stuff, it's kind of it's, it's not fun. Really work. It's fun, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, and it's like a nice excuse to explore like a city that you probably would have never ventured out on your own. I don't Definitely. know. Yeah. Have you traveled a lot since you moved to New York? Um. Not too. Uh, well, I was in Germany for a residency that mm-hmm. my school provided, and my um, the New York Academy of Art. Um, yeah. We were there for two months, three months in Leipzig, oh, um, yeah. and then we, I guess, like for family trips, we've been to like. Uh, well, I met. Yeah, we went to like Paris, like a couple of places in Europe, but like it wasn't that much. I go back home to Utah for Thanksgiving yeah. uh, and stuff, but <laughs> that's that's. But what wait, I, you said I don't you, know you said your family thing. moved to New York, is that right? Oh no, so it's just um, me here and my mom and her uh, partner and my brother are in Utah, and my dad is in Korea okay. right now. Yeah. yeah so do you so. do you go back to Korea often? Um, not so much. It's a bit tough because the time, like, flying over and also just, like, if I'm going to go, I wanted to stay longer. Yeah, yeah, you've got to go Yeah, yeah, and I just haven't um, found the time during, the, like, the past couple of years to be like, oh, I'm going to take out a chunk of, like, you know, like a month and a half to go. Yeah. Like, although I would like to, um... Yeah, to see like my dad and like uh, my relatives and everybody there. Yeah. But, well, yeah. future shows or residencies, right? That could be the, <laughs> the work travel. Balance. Can you make that happen for me? <laughs> <laughs> I know my mom's always like, "Hey, when's your um, when are you gonna have a show in Korea?" Like, <laughs> like <laughs> your family, your cousins are like, <laughs> like they don't believe that you're an artist. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta do it. the hometown flex. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know. <laughs> Have the big show, yeah. so people. That's yeah. artists always have to do. That's like you're not like really doing it until like they can see oh, it in sure. person. And yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow, like look, it's like, a nice like, gallery. And <laughs> exactly. That like, sells oh, it I for guess them. Like, yeah, basically, they see I mean, the price sheet you, and they're like, oh, okay, all right. They're like, okay, all right. Oh, we, we get what you're doing. Now. <laughs> I don't know. It's yeah. real because yeah, I mean, it is like I because I knew like a lot of um, some of my like distant you know family members like they probably were wondering like what the hell is she doing out there <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah that, like definitely. yeah because you know if you're going to art school it's just like a um question mark afterwards you know yeah. i i just i honestly didn't really have much planning afterwards i was like you know what i'm gonna go to art school and uh, blank just do it right blank. just yeah. make work yeah. See, I think that's to, so key to have that mindset. And I think nowadays it's really hard for a lot of young students 
because yeah. school's so expensive and they have oh my God. parents are like, yeah. you got to pay for this shit. Like, it's going to be expensive. And like, sure. they're freaked out because they're like, well, no one, it, the percentage of making, because I remember when I was a student, they would say like the percentage of people who go to grad school is like, what, I don't know, five or 10%. Then the mm-hmm. percentage of people who go on to like make work for a living is like under yeah. 5%. It's like, oh yeah. And then, yeah. and that was kind of like soul crushing a little. And then I was like, well, what else am I going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. I just felt like, well, it all boils down to that, right? It's like, what else am I, you know? Yeah, I was like, what else am I going to do? So I just did it. But I think nowadays there's so much more information with the internet. And sure. Like, yeah. You're just bombarded with information. So people understand like, A, debt is hard. Like back then it, we were like, is. I'll just take out a loan. Who cares? You know, now yeah, it's like yeah. debt is hard. And also, you know, how do you make it happen is just so much part of sure. the conversation, you know? Of course. Yeah. And uh, is school the almost it's it's not always a surefire way to get to the point that you want to go to. You know, there's a lot of totally. pe- successful people that's done it without having gone to like an institution yeah and you know i think people are finding like more creative ways to do that because it is so expensive and like you know they don't they don't really have like realistic discussions about oh how do you have a sustaining like career afterwards um or like just survive (laughs) yeah you know yeah that's part Um, of the conversation like when i was in school they didn't even really talk about it much it was just like they just talk about the work not like how you actually go do it sure I mean, so. I don't, I don't know. It's, it's almost like shunned upon. Like, I remember in undergrad to be like, like if you wanted to sell work, they're like, oh, you want to be a sellout. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. no, I just want to pay rent. <laughs> you right. know, down the line. Yeah, and yeah. I'd like to. There's survive. nothing romantic. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing romantic about, um, you know, the the artist struggle. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So. Maybe in 1983, not so much today. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's a different set of circumstances. Exactly. I mean, but uh, I I don't know. Sometimes like I get a bit frustrated when I. Um, it seems like it's selling like this dream of you know oh you just have to like go through the motions of of school and it just happens right yeah. you know it, but it does just take like proactiveness to kind of put yourself out there in other regards like you know you can't just be stuck in the studio right. um, all day. Either. I think a lot of younger people f- feel like, oh, I got to solve the social media uh, puzzle uh, or like figure out how to get my public persona out there to make it happen for my work. Before the work is before there? Before the work, yeah. Like oh, over the work, you know, which yes, can be yes. problematic. Oh, I have met those people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. It's fascinating because that is the culture we live in now, right? It's like, totally. it, it is so much about the branding versus the actual content. Right times, um, and you know, I guess some people it like it does work for them. I, I don't know, um, but at the end of the day, I think everybody understands like if it is da- just down to work. You can't, you know, no matter how many like followers or whatever. It, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's no, just, I think like, it can it's open not the real door. life. You know, right? Yeah, right. I think it can sure. open the door and get people to. You could get on people's radar, but at the end of the day. Yeah. You're not going to sustain if you don't have that core of that hard work in the studio. You know sure, what I mean? you know. Like that's going to that be work the foundation. Ethic, exactly. It's just, um, I think that should just be like a no question type of thing. Like you just in like working and grinding, right. you know. I, I find that like most of the, my, my friends that are around me, like we all just share like, you know, it's just hard work. And yeah, um, yeah I think social media has definitely, um, uh, I don't know. Like, it's there's a lot of benefits to it too. Like exposure, accessibility. You know, like connecting with artists that you necessarily wouldn't have been able to, like, you know, just out in the world. Yeah. Um, but it, it does uh, make everything so like disposable almost. Like it's just so quick and fast paced. So I think you know I've met some people that make work uh, that's should be tailored to Instagram. Right. You know, they're like, Oh, yeah, how yeah. does, how will it look in the box? Yeah. You know, that in, like was, work. <laughs> Oh yeah. I was like, that was my box. I was like, wow. Like I didn't know. Um, you know, it's like truly like the advertising mode, right? Yeah, it's like, yeah, how definitely. do I get people to linger on this image for longer than like point whatever second? Right. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a little weird. I, yeah. I is. guess it's, I guess it's natural. The other thing I think too, is it, I can't imagine, like, let's say, like, in grad school of having what we have now, because I feel like it would be so distracting. 
Oh, yeah. Because, like, you can yeah, constantly yeah. just turn and put your phone on or, like, watch a movie or, you know what sure. I mean? Like, it's, there's something to be said for, like, just being off the grid and, like, being in the studio mm-hmm. and uninterrupted, you know? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. I, I mean, I have the hardest time doing that. <laughs> like, it's not like, easy. No, it's a, it's a fucking addiction, you know? Totally. And it's, like, and honestly, I'm, like, nothing has changed in the past, like, two minutes that I've checked my phone, you know, but like, there's <laughs> right. a part of me, that I'm like, Oh, but what if there is like, what if there's something? like nothing, nobody like, you know, it's just, it's like so distracting. And like, you know, you can check like, however, like, I don't know, like minutes you've checked your phone on, like there's like an app. Oh, for it's that. so I'm depressing. Like, like the screen, oh, like the pickup one where it shows you how many times you picked up your phone. Oh, there's a pickup one. Oh, it's brutal. <laughs> Don't look at oh, it. No. Oh, You'll no. feel so guilty as a human. <laughs> it just says you have a problem. Like, <laughs> yeah. like put it down, get to work. <laughs> I know. It's like, what are you doing? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. Um, it's. It is a great tool, but also just a massive distraction. And like you know, I look at people that's completely like you know deleted all social media things, and they leave in order just to like make work. And I'm like, dang, that sounds. That liberating nice yeah liberating and i don't know it is freeing like 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 i lost my phone for a couple of days and i was like oh it's kind of nice yeah. for to be uh uninterrupted or like by myself and also by other people, right. you know well i think so. a lot of people felt that way during the quarantine of like oh it's there's something nice about not having to rush around all the time and go here and go there and sure you know yeah. be constantly moving and like to just slow down for a little bit you know yeah 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 it definitely forces us to kind of step back and like you know or like ask ourselves what's like really important um yeah it was definitely were you here most of the time like in, in yeah the New whole York? time like i did oh, a deep wow. a deep <laughs> Soul searching. Quarantine. Oh no! Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really found out who it was. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, nice. That sounds productive. It's hard no, to soul yeah. search when you have a kid. You know what I mean? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean you do soul search in a way, but it's hard to be extremely introspective because you're just busy, like doing All you know the, the day to day yeah. stuff. Like you don't have yeah, sure. time to daydream anymore. It's just like yeah, oh, well. you're like that's nice. <laughs> yeah. You just gotta be on, you know what I mean? Sure. No, but I was in a pretty heavy, you know, never leaving the house quarantine. And there was something really great about spending that time with the family. And I was doing all sorts of small work on paper. So it kind of, you know, there's something good about like, I don't know, just changing. I guess it's like traveling or whatever you're doing. It's it's important to be able to like change things sometimes to like recalibrate or else it just becomes like the same thing over and over same motions yeah yeah like repetitiveness i think it does like um forces you to like like adjust to new circumstances you know and yeah i mean it was definitely like jarring at first i was like oh my god like you know i think we all went through like this collective like what the fuck is gonna happen well and a massive anxiety about like is this the end (laughs) You know, oh like, yeah, I was like, yeah, this is <laughs> what a way to go, <laughs> you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but it's um it it was interesting. I just went through like it, waves of like, you know, I'm like, oh man, maybe uh this is the time just to like be super productive and like really just you know explore like different avenues in my work and then I realized it's just not that easy with all this um you know outside like anxiety like some days like it was like hard to make work and i i know that a lot of artists felt the same way i mean i don't know about you like during that time it was just like you know people were asking afterwards they're like oh man you should have you could have you probably made like so much in your studio because this is like fully uninterrupted time you know that you kind of always (laughs) wanted but i'm like no it's 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 you know like mentally it, it kind of fucks with you yeah. with everything going on i think um, it depends on your so. also your mental relationship with your work yeah you know what i mean like for me i i got a lot of like i was working on small collages and i got a lot mm-hmm. of those done because for me it was a time where i could just turn everything off because yeah. i was just kind yeah. of like and i had a very specific sort of process of like same size mm-hmm. i knew like the way that I was going to do it, which was comforting. So it was almost like a daily ritual where I could just zone out and turn off everything. Yeah. But a lot of people don't think that way when they're working, you know? Yeah. Like if if it were like a a generating ideas moment, because I'll have moments where, 
you know, it's almost like formative where I'm trying to figure out what the next step is or different images. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't think is the best time for that kind of, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Of yeah, like, yeah. like soul searching through work at that point. Like I wouldn't have the mental kind of, you know, focus to do that, but I could right. just like do these sort of like rhythmic making of a kind of image which was oh i see oh was it like therapeutic yeah which is isn't that like the worst thing ever like as an artist i hate when people like oh like when people do artwork because it's their hobby because they're like it really is meditative and it makes me relax (laughs) and we're like screw that like it's so hard and and it's so stressful but sometimes you want to just burn everything yeah exactly (laughs) but i think i just set out with something very very um repetitive that i i felt good about that so it worked out in that sense that sounds really healthy, though, right? I mean, like, yeah, I think because it, everything was so uncertain, it's almost like you had that, um, like, creating those collages was, in a way, that, like, level, you know, like, like you could turn to every every day. Yeah. That, you know, there was, like, a certain level of certainty there. Yeah. You know, that you Well, can, people, and I feel yeah. like everyone's doing, like, some people were baking, some people were, like, growing plants, yeah. some people yeah. were doing yoga hardcore, you know, like, you just find something that... <laughs> You can, yeah. like, for an hour, just turn off the rest of that world. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. All the baking I heard right. that was going so on. Much bread and I baking. was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, I'm going to come out of this quarantine, like, with, like, all, like, like a six pack and, you know, like, going to work out. And yeah, that yeah. lasted for maybe a couple of days. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like, it was a moment. You know? Yeah. yeah. So, I had 48 yeah. hours of, uh, of, of, you know, drive and then after that it was like all right that's enough yeah i'm like you know the intent was there that's all that that matters yeah (laughs) well like speaking of work like what's your kind of like day-to-day work schedule ritual sort of thing um i guess lately i've been trying to just i usually come here every day monday sunday and then i wake up I'm trying to be more of a morning person because yeah. um, I, I like working in morning light. I don't know. It's like I like the crispness and right. uh, I feel like my head is the most like clear in the morning. Definitely. So I'll like pretty much work throughout the whole day, but I'll take like breaks here, here and there. But um, yeah, I guess it's not really much of a routine. Like I, I hear about some people doing like nine to five and then like that's like the most productive like eight hours of the day and then they like kind of clock out like yeah. i'm kind of wanting like i i love that idea almost because sometimes i'll be sitting here and i'm like just like booping around and i don't know like on my phone like reading a book and i'm just like oh i haven't really been productive so i think i should set some like like sketch like actual schedule myself. yeah but that's probably some of the that downtime that we're talking about that essential kind of it's like thinking you yeah. know when you try to explain to someone like you, if you go to the studio, you're in between pieces, like you're thinking about a new piece and you're trying mm-hmm. to figure out what it's going to be. You don't know yet, but you have some ideas, yeah. but you'll go to the studio and just kind of sit there and look at a blank piece of paper or a canvas and just think for a little bit and yeah. just like do a little research online or it's, yeah, it's kind yeah. of like, and then you would go talk to someone and be like, what'd you do today? And it was like, I kind of just sat in a chair and I thought... <laughs> some good thinking right yeah now. yeah, yeah. those are the people who are like oh i want to be a freelancer i want to do that oh and, sure yeah but it's yeah. weird it's it's essential like to have that it time is. To, to be able to you know to yeah. brainstorm without actually doing anything of course i mean you know i i i realized that now too you know i i was so in this mode of like like the next piece the next piece and the next piece and i i stepped back stepped back and realized it it was just a lot of just automatic, like, working. I was just, like, a machine, almost. Yeah. And, like, just creating this work. Was I even, like... Like, I wasn't even looking at the piece itself or thinking about it. So, um, yeah, it, it just... I think it because of, like, everything, the pace in which everything is going, um, I was like, oh, I need to, like... I wasn't even looking at the piece I was actually working on, but I was thinking about the next two pieces, right, right. which is, I don't think it's very good. You know, I was just <laughs> like, like I should be present with right. um, the piece. So, uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it's good. I mean, there are some people I, I've had a friend like, recently being like, so what do you like do all day if you haven't been like drawing that much? I'm like, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to lay out sometimes like the, the pace and like what you're doing and like how you're figuring it out and I yeah. feel like a lot of times people like to ask that question of like well how do you come up with ideas and stuff like it's it's so hard to 
to it's verbalize. Like hard to, sure, yeah, because it could be from really any anything, you know. Yeah. And I don't want to be like, oh, it can be from like a conversation or you know, just like a joke I've heard across the street. Like, right. I hate that answer, but it is true, you yeah. know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I do can... you have a structure in like the studio? Like, you you come in and then you do this. Like, no, I don't anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I used to work all day, yeah, every day. Like, I was just a workaholic, and then yeah. I think when I had my son, that changed. It became more like that nine to five sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like I, when I got to the studio, I was like more targeted. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I have yeah, to be like, yeah. okay, it's go time because I know yeah, it's only yeah, going to yeah. be so long. And it made sure. it much more like punching the clock sort of thing. You know, getting oh, yeah. in and out of there. But now it's like you know, it depends. I mean, I do a lot of different things. So where mm-hmm. it used to be, the travel was the way for me to recalibrate. I mean, mm-hmm. now I like I do a podcast, so I get to talk to people every week, which is a really yeah. great sort of escape. And you know, and then I'm, you know, I curate, and I'm, and, you know, I'm doing different things and working in different ways now that helps mm-hmm. me sort of diversify. But it, it makes my schedule. I mean, I I probably do work too much on different things, but mm-hmm. um, it's balanced in the sense that you know I have my time. You know what I mean? But yeah. lately, and I'm a morning person too because I feel like that's when you have the most energy. That's when your your mind is mm-hmm. you know fresh. But yeah. like lately, with the whole homeschooling thing, like I've been going to the studio at night, like after dinner, oh, yeah. and then I yeah. work late, like into the oh. early morning or something, and then come mm-hmm. home. So, but there's something nice about that because it's at that time it's so quiet. There's oh, no yeah, phone calls. There's no like everyone's doing their true. thing. Yeah, so yeah. in a way, that's become a really great sort of like work time for me. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like when you're left to like by yourself. And, yeah, yeah. Like it's just very, you know. Yeah, late late nights or I think early early mornings. It's right. like very yeah. Well, yeah. I became a morning person whenever I was in grad school. I used to be a nighttime worker, but then everyone mm-hmm. was there late at night, and it got crazy. Oh, you're like, God, it's kind of, Oh, it was like a shared studio situation? No, but it's just distracted. Like, if everyone's there hanging out, oh, pumping sure. music at, like, 2 a.m., yeah. it's, it's not... It's you like, know, let's you go get have a drink, and yeah, then that yeah, ends yeah. up being, like, four or five drinks. And right. Yeah. 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 But at 6 a.m., no one's there. So that became <laughs> That's true. the good yeah. time, you know, like, the time yeah, where I just yeah. get in there and not be bothered and just work. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's it's switched. I feel like now I don't really have any sort of routine. Yeah, but I mean I, it, that it sounds works. good though, right? I mean it's yeah. like you know you have a lot of like different avenues that um, you're going through, so it's I think it's better to be more flexible, you know, sometimes. Yeah, right? definitely. Especially, yeah. I mean, I went through you know years of just working all day and night, and I don't like yeah. we were saying earlier. I don't know if that's healthy in a way yeah it's really not <laughs> you know I, you're bound to break at some point right. you know right. like I, maybe a couple of weeks ago i think i was at that point i was just like i might go insane or like do something really rash i don't know like or shave my head or something like something <laughs> you know i maybe Brittany, i needed something you're great. Gonna yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i was like kind of tempted and i was like oh anna like let's just let's just like really really calm down you know? and just like think about what we're doing here you know a mid-quarantine crisis oh my god yeah i mean you know i went through a couple of those but <laughs> we all did. yeah yeah oh man i don't know i think I, i'm just trying to you know i just moved into this space um maybe a little over a month ago and i'm like you know like new environment i'm like trying to gauge like okay what is like the right schedule or the i don't know like maybe i'll do like a couple of days and then a couple of days i'll go see shows or like um like do research like that not in the studio because i feel like like um i'm so used to just like coming here every day yeah but then it's you know i could be using my time in other ways too that like feeds the work just as much as you know i'm here so I right don't know. well it looks like i mean it looks like you have pretty good space are you working on large stuff now uh yeah yeah i'm uh, working on so like these panels that I've been trying to prep myself like just with Jesso because before I did paper on panels right um, and like the the one thing about the paper on panels that it's just like limiting to the size of the paper yeah. although I just I just ordered a bunch so they're coming tomorrow <laughs> nice. but um, uh, yeah I'm, I wanted to go a bit larger so I was doing like and also trying to like change up my surfaces a bit that I was working on so I'm doing some 
gessoed panels right now. Uh, and With I'm still working on, on paper. It? Yeah, yeah. Charcoal's so um, nice, isn't it? It's like, like it's a pretty sexy medium. I think yeah, I don't I think know. So. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's um, it's very forgiving, you know, and like I, I yeah, and um, pretty direct too. Like yeah. if I have like an idea, I can like get it down fairly quickly. But I think it's like right now I'm in this place where I think I need to introduce something else into the work. You know, I, I've been itching. I, I mean, I'm like painting a little bit on the side or like like doing like pastels on the side and I'm like experimenting a little bit in order to kind of uh, marry the languages together now. Yeah. Because I'm finding with the gesso on panels, like uh, maybe charcoal isn't the only answer to it. Um, Do you I ever use also, oil sticks? Uh, I have a couple times. That's yeah. also what I was thinking too. Yeah, yeah. They're so, speaking yeah. of sexy, they're like... They're, so they're buttery. Funny. Yeah, it's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's like you know, like pastries with. It's yeah. just so. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's got that kind of rich. Oh, it's just like velvety. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, decadent. That's like yeah. Oh yeah, isn't um? There's a George Condo show up right now. He uses. Oh yeah, yeah. Predominantly, I show them when I teach figure drawing. I show uh-huh. his videos of him doing the oil stick and yeah like students it, within like a couple weeks they've ordered oil stick. <laughs> it's so like <laughs> it, they're like yes it's such today. a beautiful like on paper that that immediacy oh, but sure. you know there's yeah. something really seductive about that yeah yeah i mean it is it is the immediacy i think that's what i gravitate towards the most with um like charcoal and uh dry mediums at least for me right now like um i do love to look at paintings, I just like I, I don't think I found that like quite immediacy equivalent to charcoal with painting. Yet. Yeah, um, yeah, but I don't know. Maybe I'll do oil pastel or oil sticks. So <laughs> yeah, they're so yeah. nice, and you can get they're so bit like you can get big, chunky ones, like chunky ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. when you're working large scale, it's like you know you there's mar- types of marks you want to keep relative. So if you can have something sure. big like that, it's so nice. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it's just really bold and, like, kind of in your face. And I think that's why with the the charcoal on the gesso panels, I, I just ended up kind of fighting with the surface because yeah. it would just uh, obliterate the charcoal. And, right. it, like, to get, like, a deep, dark, um, like, black, like, I have, I would have to, like, go over certain areas. And it just, yeah. So yeah, I think, like, right panel now... attacks, it, like, comes forward at you. Whereas paper, yeah. you go into the paper, like it recedes, yeah, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, yeah, and it's just you know the the surface of the paper, it's, it's, like nothing else can pretty much replicate the way charcoal bleeds onto yeah. that paper. So um, yeah, I don't think I'll ever like stop working on paper. It's like I I think I transitioned to the paper on panels this year. Because of just like having a substantial like, um, like the objectness of the piece. Yeah, the and, support. Um, yeah, yeah, and a lot of people, uh, you know, when you would have studio visits, like that's always part of the conversation, right? Of like, like also, oh, right? Like, it's all nice and all, but like, how are we gonna frame this? It's gonna be expensive. I'm <laughs> like, <course>. yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was a very practical decision too. It, like, I, I just didn't want to have that part of the conversation. Um, uh, overtake the visit and I was right. just like uh, yeah I'm like well now it's like the same thing paper it's know, just on right? panel you just put it yeah. on this thing that sticks out from the wall a little and exactly like, oh, and they're yeah, like oh now it's, now it's this yeah. and now we can uh, treat it seriously you know? <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> so yeah it's just the the hierarchy of like mediums still exist in a way yeah, you know totally so yeah I mean, I, I had a professor at school um, ask me if these were preparatory for paintings. I had these, like, six-foot, like, drawings in the studio. And he was like, are these, like, preparatory for, like, paintings you're going to be doing? I'm like, no. It's just, it's just, like, it is just what it is. You know, is I understand. It, yeah. yeah. It is. Oh, it was treated like a means to an end for a while, the drawing. Yeah. It's, like, um, a practice. But, yeah. I don't know. I mean... Like, I think less so now I get that kind of question um, or, yeah, or asking, like, oh, are these 
I don't know, like sketches or whatever. But, right. Well, especially when <laughs> yeah. you establish, like when people get familiar with the work and they're like, oh, this is what it's about, you know. Yeah. Then they're like, oh, they don't question like if it's going somewhere else. They're like, oh, no, these are, this is the work, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think like, it, to be honest, like in the beginning when I was making these like large drawings, that was like one of the reasons why I was like, you know, if I... Um, like there is power to like having really like delicate intimate work and I love those but I I just thought like if people were um to pay attention to these I was like I gotta make them obnoxiously large well and I also ended up like really loving working in that scale too but uh, I think initially when I was like trying to find like my own uh voice within drawing I was like oh I have to kind of make a statement with the scale I think everybody like when they're like an undergrad they probably think that way too they're like yeah larger is better and then right, go right. you know yeah it, well because <laughs> you, you feel like there's inherently there's a seriousness or a commitment to yeah. it because it's that big like you can't sure. you know you can't fake a 12 foot by 20 foot structure <laughs> like you made it sure. like that's yeah. a big ass thing like you covered it you know there's something yeah. undeniable and scale works yeah. it's like you know when you see something that big your body has a different relationship to it so you interpret it differently it's like if you watch a movie on an iphone as opposed Mm -hmm. to in like a 3d cinema max you know you you just viscerally you have a different response to it because yeah i mean it's a completely different experience right yeah um, yeah i think yeah yeah it's like uh that interaction with the viewer is like to be considered when you're making the work i think before i was like oh i just want it to be like this large um, I don't know entity of a drawing, yeah. but now I'm like you know like there like how if I had never seen the work like how would I view it approaching the piece I guess yeah so yeah well what but, do you uh, do you have things on the horizon I know things are crazy with the pandemic and has made scheduling things weird but do you have anything yeah. coming up that you're working on uh, or how I'm can people working... see your work like what's the best way for people to see your work. Probably, I I'm like keeping updates on on Instagram mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple group things lined up. I mean, I don't want to be like like too mysterious about it. I'm just more like trying to align like certain things that right. are yeah yeah they're gonna happen. Yeah, things but will be that's, coming. <laughs> that sounds so like <laughs> it's it's coming. I don't know, but yeah yeah I'm preparing for a couple shows uh, in the springtime just I just need to like confirm certain things too that's why yeah. I didn't want to yeah totally say. but people can find out on uh, probably online um, I'll be announcing them so Anna yeah. Park Art right <laughs> oh god <laughs> so embarrassing <laughs> like why did I ever think that was a good idea you know and now it's like too late to even like listen <laughs> change my website used to be but my email and stuff still is like uh, paint changer and it was because I did Aww. a project in grad school <laughs> like this is before uh-huh. like you know computers were like doing what they're doing now and uh-huh. I built like a website like I learned HTML and built a website and the website was just a painting and then you uh-huh. click on it and then it was an iteration of the painting like I would change it it was almost oh. like a time lapse but it was like a website cool. but this was like GeoCities days like when websites <laughs> were just starting and it was called paint changer because you could just click it and it would change the painting but like that's pretty sick. I mean, <laughs> for a long time, like it was just my email. You know what I mean? It was just sure, a thing. yeah. And it, it got to a point where it's embarrassing. It's like, well, why? What paint chain? What the hell is that? I know everyone's like, where did this come from? And because like, at a certain point, it's like too late to really change it. Exactly. And you're just like, uh, yeah, am yeah. I am I this now? Is this the brand? Like I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. Although your yeah. name with art next to it isn't that embarrassing. <laughs> It's a, it's so lame. People are like, we get it. Like, do you make art? Well, like, good for you. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I imagine I there's know. there's a few it's, Anna Parks in the world, right? There's like, a lot of Anna Parks in the world. Yeah, yeah. You've got I think to there's like yourself out from yeah. everyone else. Yeah, yeah. I guess. I mean, I think there's like a doctor and like a famous like celebrity Korean baby named oh, Anna oh, Park. Really, a ba- famous so, baby? Um, that's what I'm up against. You know what I mean? No, so. she says famous babies are always trying to steal a thunder damn it you know like, <laughs> like can i just live like you know i got extremely what? lucky no one has my name like Brian it's Alfred? Just, yeah this is my that's last good name. my last name is not common at all so it's except there's a tax firm in london called brian alfred which is really weird. oh really yeah it's really <laughs> that's strange. pretty good 
Well, you got your website though, right? As Byron and Alfred. Yeah, dot net. Yeah, dot net. Not oh. com. It was too okay. late. The tax guys okay. got it. Oh, so sad. Oh. <laughs> okay. oh, that's okay. It's, it's like, okay. oh, like a little twist, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks so much for taking all this time. It was really cool to meet you. E meet you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, virtually. Thanks hopefully so much for inviting a, me on. Sure. Hopefully, we could do a studio visit at some time. We're probably really close, our studios. Yeah. So, yeah. Probably, right? East Williamsburg. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thank well, you so much for talking with yeah, me. Thanks for talking. <laughs> support.